Hello and welcome to Get Schooled with Marcel Alonso. Today, my guest is Victoria Vale. So nice to have you. Nice to see you here, Marcella. Hi. Hi. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We got introduced by my good friend, Ava Devine, who I'm always bringing up here. And then you... You and I talked and I was like, I like her. And I told Ava, I go, I like her. <laughs> so I was amazing. like, come on in, you know, welcome. They're amazing. Just amazing. So um, you started in the adult entertainment business like I did. You first started stripping. I did. Right? Yep. I was 19 when I first started. Oh, you were uh, 19. Okay. Mm-hmm. Tell Tell me about when you first started and where you started and how... I'm from started. the Midwest. Yeah, I'm from the Midwest. Um, I think we're around a similar era. Um, and I was actually in college, and I was like always broke. I had actually done, um, and I don't know if you remember in these days, like Miss Hawaiian Tropic and like <gasps> Venus, like the bikini yes! contest. You remember those? Yeah, like, I used to do them. Like they'd have these things, and like the prize was like a, I don't know, three hundred bucks or something like that, which to me was like so much back then. Mm-hmm. and um I, I knew a girl from there and she was dancing and she said like how much she made which blew my mind um and so I was like you know what I'm, I'm gonna try it and I told my boyfriend at the time I'm, like, I'm gonna try this whole stripping thing um I don't I don't think I really like thought it through I don't know how you were the first time you went and did it like I just was sort of like a naive kid and I was like yeah sure this sounds fun Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, I started dancing. It was initially at a small club and then, um, where, where, where did you start at? Um, I'm from the Midwest. So this is oh, Michigan. Okay. Oh, okay. Michigan. And in that time, like it was a big era, like in that era, in the area where I grew up. Um, and then I moved to Vegas, um, for a couple years and I danced there. Um, and, I guess the rest is history, but <laughs> the rest is history. Where did you dance when you were at Vegas? Cause me and Ava started at crazy horse too. So I started like, we had just went out, my boyfriend and I had gone out like for just a vacation. And we, I asked the cab driver, like where the strip club was. And he took us to cheetahs. I, I think they had some sort of deal back then, like the cab drivers and cheetahs. So for that week I did cheetahs. So I guess that's the first club I worked at. But um, then I knew another girl who switched clubs to, um, oh, it was right across from Hard Rock Club, Club Paradise. Oh, okay. Like, I remember that. Really the first was... club I worked at when I lived there. Oh, okay. They, they used to have show and all this crazy stuff. Um, and then I went to Olympic Garden, which is probably where I worked at the most. And I used to, even when I moved back home, um, I, I sort of flew back out and danced there. Oh, okay. Olympic. I remember when Olympic Garden, and I think now it's something like the Hippo or... The pine. Oh, they made the, it into a different club now. Yeah, they made it into a whole different um, strip club. I only worked at Olympic Gardens like for real. I remember a real, real brief time, and I just didn't. I always Crazy Horse too. That was my club. That um, both. Oh, me that and, was the club. That was the hot club. Back oh, it was fun. Was it, it, it was. <laughs> it was a lot of fun working there. Like it was a lot, a lot of fun. And I, I missed those days. Like in the early two thousand, late nineties. It was the heyday of dancing. It, dancing now is. I mean, I've been to clubs. It's, it's just not the same to me. There was like a, a little glamour to it back then. I mean, maybe that's just my memory of it. But like, it felt that way. 
It did. It was so different too. Like you could, I remember we, when I started the pleaser shoe just started came out. Oh, yep. Same, same exact. Yeah. I, I totally remember. I remember when it went from the stiletto to the platform. Yes. Pleaser. Yes. That's right. When I started. Cause I remember like, here. Oh. Me too. I, yep. And then I remember buying my first set of, it was, was it a pair of white pleasers? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, was- I think I had a pair of white ones too for my first fair. Mm-hmm. And then and now they're like when it went from like, you know, like the traditional G string, which is almost has like full to like a real live G string. Like it used to be like they were super, super high waisted. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It was so different back then. Um, and I used to have to dye my hair blonde for many years that I was like kind of glad. Imagine you as a blonde. Oh yeah. I was, I was totally blonde and that was a, that was such a damaging thing for my hair because what it took <laughs> to become blonde. And that's why I was like, finally happy now that things are changed and I could be my natural color and be, because I remember like certain clubs, like I had to be blonde. Also, it was, it, it, it wasn't just about getting to work there. It was also, I noticed when you were blonde in the club, they could see you way better. Yeah, that is true because it was it's so dark in there. Right, you sort of have to have a pumpkin of some kind, right? Yeah, the, the, it it was very very like dark. I started in Tampa, Florida, and I but oh, I started. Wow, that was like Mons Venus. That kind yes, of thing. that was my first original. That was, that was a wild place back in the day. Yeah, yeah, and I had some good times, and I still there is a part, but at man dancing is a young girl's game. I couldn't. Sure is, sure is. Oh. Could never do it now. Yeah, I see these girls coming back. It's interesting. I knew a few girls who like are like feature dancing, and I'm like, oh mm-hmm. my gosh, that's a that's hardcore. <laughs> I can't yeah. imagine. Well, the feature dance, my- I can handle that because that's like a couple songs or a set. Yeah, but you just have to have a routine, right? And they have a little pull work in there. I don't know. Oh, no, I've seen some girls that have done easy, like, it's... Really? It's- just, like, walk around? And then there's a... But there's a friend of mine, uh, Janine Jericho. Um, she does an amazing act. And she has, like, a, this mermaid uh, where and she gets out a clam and she comes out. She so has... Awesome. She ha- she does probably- I have so much man respect for that. I, she has I've been trying to get her on this show because she, um I really want to like she she's really she's really talented and then she's she's really she does acrobats, she does all kinds of stuff and she puts on a show. And it, it what's sad is like there's not too many featured dancers like that that are putting on an authentic show anymore. So you, true. Yeah, you Where don't see all the, that. the pageantry gone. It, it's from the strippers. I think yeah. that's what I missed about it. Like back in the day, you know, you I feel like we all put in so much time and effort into like the cost, you know, the outfits that we wore and our hair and our makeup and our nails. I remember they used to have like at Club Paradise, like nail check, hair check, jewelry. Oh, check. they would check your nails? Yeah. I I've remember heard about, I heard clothes. about that club because people would have to wear a dress, but I just never yeah. I don't yeah, know why down. I me and Ave me and Ava love the hell out of uh, Crazy Horse 2. And one oh, time, that was the place to be. Like <laughs> one time, there. I'll never forget, we looked at another club and we walked in and it was totally dead. And we used to work during the day. We didn't even work at night. Really? You, never, you didn't work nights? Mm-mm. We would work day or graveyard and we made a, a, a like, oh, clean up. 
cleaned hand over fist money, but we walked into one club one night and it was, I forgot, it was a new club. We checked it out and we both went in the car and we both started praying. <laughs> we both started praying and uh, we were like, please, please don't let anything happen. So and <laughs> the rest is history. Yeah, I'll never forget that because we looked at a place and it looked so scary. So after dancing, what did you progress? Like, uh, tell me about your transition in life. Like, you know, what else happened? I do a little bit. It is a little bit interesting, I guess. So like I said, I was in college and um, I actually thought, you know, I was probably maybe the same age as they were. Like I had thought about like actually shooting for like penthouse. I was a photographer and they sold, you know, their picture sets like to magazines. I don't know if you remember that back in the day where you. Yeah, I remember I would see stuff, but I always was, um, I don't know. I was always hustling some kind of way. You know what, for me to, I just always felt like it was the, the blonde, you know what I'm saying? Oh, I feel like the rocket blonde or brunette. Yeah, like I was like, oh, they're gonna want this particular type of person or whatever, or you know, I remember I, I was doing it. It was that t- who was really, and she's so gorgeous. That Tara Patrick. Oh, and she is gorgeous. Yeah, she is stunning. Um, she was like on the cover of Penthouse at the time, and I was like, oh, that seems like that would be cool. But then I don't know, like you, I was like a hesitant, and I I had a good thing going with dancing, and I think I wanted to move like closer to home at the time. And I ended up actually going to like graduate school and um, I got married and um, I'm divorced, divorced, but um, it was sort of just like, I don't know, not my path, I guess at the time. And so I ended up actually working like just a regular job, like a corporate job for a number of years, had kids and so on. When you left dancing and you went to that corporate job, how was that transition? Uh, it was incredibly difficult. And I mean, I think this is something that is never talked about, but like, you know, when you do start dancing and you're so young, you just get so used to that immediate gratification of money and the amount of money that you can make, you know, say in a night that anything else that's like a vanilla job, I think becomes a disappointment. And I, I think it was a very, very hard transition because you also have so much like autonomy over your time, right? Like when you're dancing, if you don't feel like it, or you have something else to do, you could take a day off or, you know, you could not work for a week or something, but in a real job, you you just don't have that choice. No, you um, have to show up every day, no matter what. Yeah, it was difficult. And I, I took a huge pay cut from dancing when I went to like a regular job. And that, that was difficult. Um, yeah, I think not I always, enough people um, are talking about this too. Like a lot no. of, there's a lot of girls, they've had OnlyFans success and it's on their head, but you know, it, I'm so glad you, you, you talk about it too, because I, there's another girl and I, you know, I, I often think to myself, another girl said, not that it's bad, but like, you know, encourages a lot of girls to like transition out or, you know, find another avenue. And I think, well, you know, there's pros and cons to everything, but I don't think it's as easy as just getting out of the business giving up your OnlyFans and just doing something else. You know, I I think that you have to think about the psychology of it and the finances of it. And I think there's a lot of different factors that that go into making a transition like that. Yeah. Yeah. For me, I'll tell you when I, the, the thing is there was a, I found a way of slowly quitting dancing 
and it was weird as hell to what I found, but, um, cause I tried getting different jobs. I, I went to college, I did everything I could, but believe it or not, I got called on, remember my space, I got called to be on a movie and I always wanted to get a job with benefits. And what was crazy is I got pl- on some, I forgot the show or whatever, some movie or whatever. And I met a girl there. This is pre before Obama uh, that had her health insurance. And I was like playing a stripper because she had been on all these movies or what all these crazy movies. And she had her health insurance at the time and benefits. And I said, Stop playing a stripper. I'm going to be a nurse, a teacher, whatever. And so before Hollywood opened the door, what's crazy is Hollywood opened the door for me when I wasn't even trying to go in there. But then that's when I moved to Los Angeles, because what was happening, remember when you worked in Vegas, you would walk through the door and have to pay to go work at the club. So during the the tip out, which I was paying um, when Crazy Horse 2 shut down, then there was Spearmint Rhino and then there was all these other clubs, but it was you know, the housing crisis of 2008 happened. This is when I started to do my transition of quitting stripping. And it was like to walk in the door, you had to come up. It was like, it didn't make sense because of the overhead. So, and and, And and, like, oh, I don't walk out of the club for less than 2000. I'm like, come on. Sometimes sometimes you barely can make tip out, you know, yeah, Yeah, especially in that era. Oh my gosh. That era, we, people were really suffering. So, Right away, I got, um, believe it or not, I got my like SAG card and after was at the second and I paid for both unions. They ended up colliding, but I started to work on TV and movies and this was my vanilla job. This is what's crazy is Hollywood opened the door for me and I started to work background work, but I found a little, I would, there was a year I couldn't, like you said, you, I couldn't just quit dancing and, oh, go to this other job. Easy. Right. I had to go back, back and forth, forth for a good yeah. year. And then I found a couple clubs in LA to work at like part-time here and there. They weren't as good as the Vegas clubs, but I didn't have to put down the overhead. So that's how I slowly transitioned some way out of stripping. So, um, but I, I went through it because I did have um, those, I did have those slow nights and those slow days, especially during the heart. That was did. terrible. Yeah. Everybody did. Yeah. That was a, a terrible time for everyone. Yeah. A lot of people at that time didn't even have a, like a vanilla job or, you know, were losing wages that way. Right. Right. So that's during that time you had your square job, your corporate job. I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and it was not paying anywhere close to what I had been making dancing, but like you said, you have benefits. There's other things that, you know, or positive, I, you know, and then I had children in there, which I'm, you know, I don't know if you have that same sort of like. Yeah, experience. I had my, my youngest is, was born in 2004. So yeah, same. Yeah. yeah so, so uh, it, it, it's hard would add kids on that. And it's, it was hard, her transition. It is. Um, and there's, so there's breaks in there when you have, or at least for me, I had some breaks and where I was, you know, raising kids and stuff. Um, so I guess it was sort of like vanilla, but I, I, I do think like you said, like I sort of transitioned back and forth for a bit just because of, you know, dancing and having a job because the money, you know, it's hard not to supplement when, you know, the job that your regular job is not paying everything. So, and then people don't understand once you do make that money there, sometimes there's people dependent on you or, 
it could be, I had the issue with paying the babysitter, um, just different things I remember would come up. Yeah. Like, God. Yeah, it's yeah. Yeah. So when, so now what brought you back after you had the vanilla job? Once you were, you got out of dancing. Now what brought you back? Yeah. So um, I feel like I always had yearned to like go back. I, I it sounds silly, but like I did enjoy you know, the money for sure. But I mean, I enjoyed sort of the lifestyle of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had, um, I had to, my boobs were upgraded. I, I had an opportunity to work for score magazine. Mm-hmm. You're familiar with them. It's like sort of a oh, big yes, yes, yes. magazine. Um, and so I, I shot, I would say it's been about eight years, about eight years ago, I shot just like some solo stuff for them. And I did it maybe like once a year over the years. Um, and I had like a little bit, and then I started social media. I, I don't feel like I was like a lot of girls where they just automatically, you know, or they really got into the social media. I feel like, I mean, I'm so amazed at what you do, but like, I'm, I don't feel like I have a natural affinity for social media. So I think it took a little bit of time for me to like warm up to it and to sort of really figure it out. Um, but I sort of built it up slowly over the years. I took a break from Twitter for a while and then came back. Um, and then in 2021, um, Score had offered me to uh, offer me an opportunity to shoot hardcore, which I hadn't done before. And I, I think at that point, I was like, why not? It, it seemed interesting. It seemed sort of like a natural course of events for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then I shot with them. And then I shot with a few more companies, um, Bang Bros and um, Milf AF and, um, oh, what was that? I think it was like a cam company. And I, maybe I'll probably go back and do some more shooting, like mainstream shooting mm-hmm. and sort of put more energy and effort into my OnlyFans, um, try to build it no, up. No, the social media is just, people don't understand. It is so, so much work. Like tomorrow, I got to come up with an IG pose and <laughs> I hate those. It, it's like you, you have to, and people don't understand what we're going through with social media because you have to be careful that you don't get in trouble. But you yeah. have to post frequently, but you have to. And now yeah. what I'm learning is you have to be careful with your comments or if anybody in right. your comments is putting any type of porn or referencing porn, you got to delete it right away because it's a really? Uh huh. Oh, yeah. Oh, so now, like, I'm like, well, God damn it. How busy is my mornings now going to be? When I fit, finally been scheduling my posts ahead of time, that's been great. But it's now it's going to be even more, you know what I'm saying? More work and more effort. Yeah. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. I and don't think I was prepared for that. Like I, and I, and I've had my Instagram taken down before and had to fight to get it back. Um, it, it, it is such a delicate balance, especially on Instagram. I don't know how you, you know, can, I mean, I mean, you're very careful, but yeah. Most oh, I'm a church mouse on IG. Difficult. People get disappointed when they go to my IG. <laughs> but that's okay. You I'm need literally... one vanilla. I feel like you need one vanilla site though. Or a yeah. Couple. Yeah. Um, I feel like Twitter is like anything goes. Yeah. Uh, but, and Twitter. But, but, with Twitter though, I'm going to tell you, um, this is where people mess up and they don't even realize when you do a video on Twitter, make sure there's no music in the background. I've, I've picked up on that. I think there's yeah. some sort of, I've retweeted stuff, but I think that it's gotten taken down even. Yeah, because of the, uh, 
God, I copyrights can't. off. Yes, the copyrights. Like, so yeah. I've seen people and I'm like, I'm watching them and they'll do a nice video and they'll have a song in the back and then they get it taken down. And I'm like, it's not because you're a sex worker. Like it's the copyright. Right. Yeah. So it's, it's, I really, um, I'm a little bit crazy where I really read the rules on all the social media. The only one that I can't understand that I get in trouble with is TikTok. Cause it's like, I got, I lost my TikTok and I was talking about Christmas dinner the day before Christmas. I was talking about cooking and I lost my, and I'm like, and then I see somebody talking about anal sex on TikTok and I'm like, how is this even There's a reason to it? I, I feel like they just pick certain people. I think it's, mm. I swear boom. Well, yeah, the boobs, the big, the bigger the boobs, the more problem, like, cause I'm an E and like I said, like, I always have to just cut, keep on like covering them. And it's like, God, though. yeah, well, I'm, I told you I'm downsizing and I'm bringing, I I told sexy Vanessa cause she was on that last week's episode and she looked so good. And I said, take a picture and I'm going to show the doctor your breasts. <laughs> and that's how I want it. So I'm going to, my breasts are guys. I've had my implants since, since 1997. They need to come out. There's like cobwebs in there. There's probably like a, a baggie or something in there. <laughs> they're not meant forever yeah like they're 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 gonna like so I'm just gonna downsize so that way because my next life mission is just to be a grandma like I'm done (laughs) that's like the summit to me (laughs) like no that's none none of the downsides one of a friend of um that we meet both me and Ava know um she's way older you know what I'm saying of course than us we're young uh but she, she her life to me looks so simple she's a grand anybody listening is like how old is this but her life looks so simple and you know the whole time my kids were young I had to always work and I always was a single parent so my thing is when I finally which it better be five more years for my it's my it would be my youngest daughter not my oldest daughter Give her a they, timeline well, she, I better be in five more years. I'm not ready, but I just, when that day comes, I want to be fully like done. Yeah, done. You, you know what I'm saying? For, because I see, I see my friend and I see how happy her life is. And she always used to say, whenever I become a grandma, so I'm going to follow her lead. Like if I, anybody I'm jealous of, I'm jealous of her that I look at and I admire, I admire her life. And I don't know if you met Ava's mom. You I have, but I've heard about her. Oh, okay. Her mom, I want her, like, her, when I go to Vegas, I'm taking her mom out um, <laughs> because I I want her life, too. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I had a pretty full life, okay? Like, I've done a lot. Isn't that the wonderful thing, though, about sex work? Like, you, you feel like you've done it all. There's nothing yeah. that, no stone left unturned, like, yeah, we've done it all and it takes a lot to really entertain us. And then as we, um, I don't know if you found this, but all the years of dancing, you don't enjoy like the nightlife. No, no. It's so interesting, isn't it? I The yeah. last place I want to go and hang out is a bar or a strip club or something like that. Yeah, you that's the last that's why I've always loved comedy because you could go to a comedy yeah. club. Oh, you so could fun. Sit. One of my favorite things to do. Yeah. If ever you come to New York, we'll have to go. Um, oh, but, so fun. Yeah. But I love just a, a good comedy club, but nightclub bar, whatever. No, yeah. forget about it. Boring. 
So you started shooting like with Scoreland. You've done uh, the, some of the companies you've been shot for. Yeah, like Bank Bros. I, I shot with um, Milfiaf, I think they're called, and something about hand jobs. I. <laughs> um, <laughs> Oh, Shady Spa. It was like a whole company, but they had different um, like subsets of the company that I shot for. Mm-hmm. And I hope to do more. I mean, I, I've, a few companies have reached out to me. So hopefully in the next couple of months, I'll, I'll shoot with them. And really, it's I think it's to help build up, you know, my social media presence. Right. It, that's been the biggest benefit to shooting mainstream and my OnlyFans. I, I still struggle with my OnlyFans. I, it's just... I feel like it's a whole nother language for me, both social media and OnlyFans. I don't know if you feel this way. Well, except you're so good at this. I feel like Ava is so good at this. But she, I am well, she's maybe a, because I pushed that break. Ava's a star. So she's a whole. <laughs> she has she, the skill for it. Like the skill, like yeah. you said, she was born to do it. She was know. born. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if any, that's why, like, I call them pandemic Beckys. I call these girls that just got in the business and they open their OnlyFans and then they're like, oh, I do gangbangs. I do this. I'm like, no, honey, you, you're you not. Don't you don't know. <laughs> Ava's the queen. She's the queen of porn. She literally is. Ever. Six ways a Sunday, yeah. Yeah. So, do you like shooting for companies, or anybody like you particularly love to shoot with, or that you enjoy? Well, I, I think that's a tricky question. I, it, shooting is really physically demanding. Um, I think that's something else that people don't talk about. Again, yeah, sharing, sharing. It's not physically demanding, but uh, in your forties, mm-hmm. <laughs> like it, it is physically demanding. Um, it's a long day. I mean, you know, 10, sometimes 12 hour days and, you know, multiple angles and positions and positions that, you know, you're not normally in. Um, I feel like it's it's really challenging. I I came home every day I shot. I just, I came home exhausted or back to the hotel, exhausted and needing to take a nap. (laughs) That, Mm. That is how it was. I, I, I just know that it was work even when I was younger, cause I, I just know it was work and, and I just, you know, what it's I mean? fun. I mean, you know, like I haven't shot with anybody that's been, you know, I'm sure that there are examples of that, but I haven't had enough experience maybe to get some bad, bad apples. Mm-hmm. But I mean, the people I've shot with have been super pleasant and the, you know, the cameraman, makeup artist everybody's been lovely but um and, and that part of it is very interesting the way it's shot is like super interesting to me I you know I never really watching porn back in the day I never really thought about how it was shot or um you know the importance of angles the importance of um body position facial expression all of that but I certainly I can understand it now and appreciate it and appreciate people like Ava who are really so natural at it yeah, it's hard because a lot of times it doesn't feel great, but you it has to look like it feels great, you know. And you have to cramp up in yeah. different positions. Man, <laughs> reverse cowgirl, cowgirl kills me, kills me every uh, time. Oh, reverse cowgirl. Man, my thigh, my thighs are burning. I'm like, I gotta get into like a yoga class. I gotta start like lifting heavier weights in the gym. Oh, the hips. Yeah, I had so I had back surgery. So my hips, certain positions. Oh, it's just 
yeah yeah <laughs> certain stuff but uh though nobody really talks about that and nobody explains like how you're going to be in a certain position for hours on end and then yeah. and then it's exhausting nobody's really like being really truthful about when you do shoot but the good thing is when you do shoot like you said it does help your social medias grow that's it, it. does the marketing when it comes out like I feel like I get like a, a big surge of interest in my social media pages only fans and stuff um and I I also feel that way probably about like the collabs that I've done for OnlyFans. Those are much more enjoyable just because it's more casual. You know, I feel like a little bit more real, you know, you're connecting in a more real way because you don't have like a crew around you and you don't have like a set number of positions you have to hit and so on. And you but, could get um, it done in a couple hours. Right, person. right. Knock it out and go to dinner, right? Yeah, yeah. No, that's what's good about the... The good part about like OnlyFans or loyal fans or stuff like that is the collabs aren't like so complicated. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's that's Very the good. right, right. And then you said you you love Sex Panther, right? I do love Sex Panther. I I I was just saying to you, like, I love it more than OnlyFans sometimes. <laughs> I do too. I I I really appreciate I've had uh a couple of people on that are from Sex Panther, um, and I'll be signing with Ava um, at AVN for Sex Panther. They're really a great oh, company. Girl? Yeah. Oh, man, I want to go. I want to do Yeah. We're going to... Um, both- I was going to get a booth. I was thinking about getting a booth at AVN or Exotica. But I yeah. don't, Exotica, I don't to me, Exotica is worth it to get a booth. Like, I'm going to be there in a couple of weeks. Like, it, are you going it to is... I was thinking New Jersey or DC. I can't decide. DC, I, I'll be honest. I, I did last no. DC was not that great. Like I said, no. I've not decided, um, cause I had to evaluate, um, it's, this is, sounds kind of nerdy, but I'm really good at accounting. And mm-hmm. so when I did, when I figured out my business expenses, me going to Miami for Exotica is not profitable. They're, they don't really spend and because it's a flight. Right. And then DC, when I went last year, it, again, the money didn't add up. Yeah. Chicago, I did really well and um, Jersey. So those two conventions, I will go ahead and go to, but because when I saw the the profit versus what I spent, I was like, okay, no, this is not, that good um yeah what would be good is xbiz this is a really good event and i think anybody and i was so glad i went it was my first year xbiz was great xbiz in miami oh in miami oh in miami it was oh, good okay. and i'm gonna tell you why it's good and i i recommend it is you get to meet other people other performers oh, and the companies are there so um you know they like loyal fans they were there sex pamphor was there they um sex pamphor to me has been the best company that i work for um mm-hmm. because of the support that they give it's amazing support and they don't take as much of a percentage of things either yeah was- and then Streammate was there but i didn't get to talk to them all the basic camming companies but I think, that was oh yeah chatterbait was there um i never could figure out chatterbait i i like streammate i like streammate um and i need to get even I, huh you like camming have, have you done the camming? I, 
I haven't cammed in a while. I've been kind of neglectful because this pot, the two podcasts that I do are sucking up my life. I will that I just started moving. I think I'm going to start doing maybe like on Wednesdays, I'll start going on Streammate under Marcella Sobella, if you're listening, guys. But, <laughs> um, you know, I'm, I'm going to start doing it, but I can only probably handle one day a week. But I do like Streammate um, a lot because it's a very, it, and, any camming site, I feel like you got to feel it out. But what I like about Streammate is you get on there and they could either take you to privates or exclusive. This token BS, like I was on all the other, um, there's an episode my friend Destiny uh, uh, Destiny read, she was on and she talks about, she's real good at camming and she's real good at like doing the token site. I, I'm just like straight to the point, like, are we going to privates or what? You know what I'm saying? So I streammate for me, I was, I'm very happy with, and through, and I do need to start going on there at least once a week for a couple hours, but I've just been. So overwhelmed with stuff. Yeah. Filled to the rim with everything. I can imagine. And guys don't realize like all the work that we do for OnlyFans because like once a week I have to take pictures and a different outfit and a different part of the house or. <laughs> Or videos, or, you know, they don't really. Or I'm editing some collab or something. And then, I mean, like, some people want only part of the, you know, like, certain parts. And then I'm sort of chopping things up. And and I try, and the customs. I mean, then you've got a whole thing with the customs, which is yeah. so detailed. And I kind of like, I you know what I started doing is I love shorter um customs yes i do too oh i love them and so with certain um regulars of mine i will like give them like a discount and i'll do shorter and i i love it and i don't oh there goes my light um i love it so much better than you know like a five or ten minute with an outfit and those i really i appreciate those so i started doing those for some of my good um my good guys that have been around. Um, also, yeah, I love right. video calls, but I, I appreciate video calls so much. I love them, especially on Sex Panther. My only thing is scheduling sometimes because my yes. my regular life schedule can be so hectic. It's like I've got to set a t- set aside like three or four hours just to do video calls. Like I can't, and I feel like a lot of people want them spur of the moment, and I just. I, I don't live a spur of the moment life. Yeah. Like, I, I, in the morning for me, um, generally I wake up, I turn it on. I put the phone line on first to, I drink coffee. Yeah. Cause I, for some reason I have a lot of guys that right when I wake up like this morning, it was six 45 and I'm like, usually Sundays from the football, they won't be, but they were, <laughs> they were they, up and at them. They were ready this morning. <laughs> I had a, I like, I I like, let me get my coffee in, please. You know what I'm saying? So they, they come out quite a bit, but uh, that's why Sex Panther is great because they can just call, they can do a video call and Hey, yeah. here I am. <laughs> my goal, my total goal for the next two months is to set aside at least four hours, three days a week. For video calls i mean i don't know if i'm going to reach that goal but that is what i would like to do like yeah. have set days what i'm always going to be on there you just like um, pocket it wait, at the office. what is your schedule like in the morning do you wake up and just work out right away or i do i uh, i mean oh, okay. always, i feel like i've always sort of been that way like i i get up 
I mean, I have some family stuff to do in the morning. And then um, after that, then I go to the gym and then I come back. And then, although sometimes lately I've been turning on my Sex Panther at the gym. Like, Uh so if like I'm on the elliptical or something, like, I know it sounds crazy, but like I'll message and stuff. I've even like shot a couple pictures. Like when people just are like, what are you doing? Send me a picture right now. Like I'll try and Yeah, for me, I can't even, I... I can't even dare turn that thing on in the middle of the day. Um, but what I do is, because the, the gym I go to over here, there's these, like, it's, um, they have these midday classes where they're oh. like, uh, yeah, and I usually take it about noontime um, somewhere in the city, in case there's anybody's, uh, but that's... <laughs> Be careful. Yeah, be careful because those show no, because I did have a like a stalker for a minute. Um oh, but look, I wake up like at seven to eight, I turn that on, and then by eleven I'm on the subway heading to the gym. And because usually everybody's like all in the morning, but it's been hard at night to get on sometimes. You know how it is, like oh, yeah. oh I I know a hundred percent I understand. Yeah, it's just it, like life gets in the way sometimes and I think it's probably hard, hard for people to understand. I, I think they think that that's, this is our life all the time, like 24 seven is sex work, yeah. but it's, you know, it's not, we all are, we all wear many different hats, right? Yes. And then we have to put boundaries with, I feel yeah. like what happened, the problem with OnlyFans, and I'm going to tell you what happened is you had these women come on that never did any form of sex work. Right. Yeah. And you and I, we used to go to the club, go with our shoes in our bag, work at the club and then leave. And we gave yep. it a hundred percent. Well, yes. you had these women come in and a lot of them work like MLLs, uh, multi-level marketing, and they started treating OnlyFans like, like uh, they started doing all these tactics and it kind of mm-hmm. ruined like OnlyFans. And then that's where the demand for us to always be on became. Yes, I so agree with that. I mean, I, I, you know what? And speaking of that, the club, like, I, I really feel like there was a quid pro quo, right? Something for something. Like, so you go mm-hmm. to the club, you ask somebody if they want to dance. There's like an exchange there. But yes. the only thing that's so much more nebulous, it's like, you know, you've got to work for it. You've got to sit there. And so I almost feel like I'm, I don't know, I don't want to say groveling, but like, you know, you, you have to work for it so much more. And I feel like it's not as, cut and dry of a transaction and I think that's why I don't care for it as much you're right about that because I like that cut and dry that you you have the same that's the way I like I like hey you ready for a dance you ready for a dance yeah yeah oh okay look look at it and then yes twenty dollars is in my hand or I mean I don't know what it is now it's probably fifty dollars now yeah it was it was when I stripped, well, during the day, I did learn how to, if it was a big crowd, I would just go, you ready for a dance? You ready for a dance? Yeah. But if it was a smaller crowd, right. When it was a smaller crowd, I learned how to talk to each individual person. About and, regular. Yeah. Yeah. And then I learned how to deal with regulars and how to keep them and remember certain stuff That's about right. them. Right. And, but I, I noticed that these new breed of people do stuff kind of backwards you know what I'm saying it does feel very backwards yeah like one girl was like she answers her dms on the twitter and ig but not on her OnlyFans. and I'm like no No. yeah exactly (laughs) and I feel rude about it sometimes because I mean everybody 
everybody sort of kills you with kindness a little bit, especially, you know, and, and I, not that I don't appreciate it. I, I appreciate everybody who says nice things and everything, but man, it's sometimes it's overwhelming with co between comments and DMS. And I got to a point where I was like, you know what, if you want to talk to me, then you need to, I need to funnel you to my only fans. Right. And that's something. where, that's where they can talk to us. They can talk right. to us. Like you need to be rude, but it, it is just how it is. Right. And I've noticed though, the it's guys, I don't know. A lot of guys, they don't realize um, they need to go to the right girl, a girl that's been in the business. Like, yeah, knows what they're doing. Yeah, I know exactly. Know how know. to deliver what it, you want. Yeah, we know how to deliver. We've been around. We're seasoned. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Because some, I don't know what the hell. Like, it's it's, but there is a thing where, like, I'm slowly. I, I can't wait for the day when it's on my term that I could close my OnlyFans because of the fact that, and in fact, I told a regular of mine this week, I said, I might grandfather certain people in, but raise the price per month because, you know what I'm saying? Like give the people that been with me maybe a, a year or something for free that have been with me, guys, if you're listening, and raise the price a little bit more because, I'm doing so much right now and trying yeah. to manage that. And people don't yeah. seem to understand. I don't know how you do it. I, yeah. I, honestly, I don't know how you can manage all of those platforms at once. That's outrageous. It's, it's work. It's work. So, and then I just have to remember like this goes here and that goes, I, and it's, it's come to the, I used to have certain people work my social medias and I realized I need to work my social medias because these other people could be, putting my social, I know what's best for my social media. So I don't right. lose it because I, yeah. there was a time I had somebody uh, posting for me on IG, but they didn't respect me. And I had a, like, they didn't respect, like, they didn't care if my page was going to be delete, you know what I mean? Deleted or right. I care. Right. Right. And I, that's when I realized I need to get rid of this person. And I haven't had anybody working my IG. Another thing that I personally did is, I shut the DMs off on my Twitter and I shut the DMs off on my IG so nobody can contact me if they want to. I am so interested at how that went because I am I am very, very tempted to do that. I, I did it. I don't want to people give people false hope that I'm actually going to answer the DMs in any kind of timely manner. And that's really what it is. It's like I don't you have, really how are you gonna have time when like, this is what people need to understand. It's like, we're over here doing our OnlyFans. We're over here doing sex pamper. We don't, who's going to have time to answer Twitter and, 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 uh, IG on top of post. Right. <laughs> like, I, I know. And I, I feel bad saying, cause I feel like I always want to be like nice and stuff, but like, mm -hmm. it's not that I don't appreciate all the nice things, but I, you're right. I just don't have time. I, there's just not enough hours in the day to do all right. of that. I have to go where the, you know, in a business sense, like you have to go where, I don't know where the money, where there's money. <laughs> well, not just money. It's also, but I mean, where, where the, the, the fans who are, you know, serious more, about you. Yes. We're serious about you. Yeah. Cause that's the big thing. Who is serious about you and you need to realize that. And, and, and also another thing that I've seen with a lot of new B sex workers is they don't, this viral stuff, this viral, viral, yeah. you, it, it does not, that's you have to have, I don't know. You have to have longevity. You you get what I'm saying? Longevity in the career, like, hey, I'm always going to be here. This is what I'm doing. I'm here. Right. You know what I mean? Instead of chasing that, um, 
that viral sensation that lasts for a minute and then dies down real bad. Right, right. More of a constant, right? Right, more of a constant. And so, like you said, you you know, you're shooting with different companies and, you know, you enjoy it and everything else. So it's just being consistent there and posting on your other social medias and then that, it just comes up. You know what I'm saying? They come up. Yeah. So, yeah. So I what are you... What are your plans now for the future? What do you want to, who do you want to work with? Who, what do you, what are any goals? Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I really would like to shoot some more mainstream, even though it is challenging. Um, mm-hmm. I, I'd love to work for some bigger companies like Brazzers, um, Milf.com. I like them a lot. Um, I, I think that's probably my most immediate goal. I'd like to really do like some of those conventions like Exotica. I'm going to go to ABN this year. No, I don't know how I'm, as far as like, if I don't know if I need a booth or if I'm just going to walk around a bit, I'm mm-hmm. not 100% sure, but that's definitely on my radar. Uh, certainly build up my OnlyFans um, and continue on with Sex Panther. I've thought about like trying to do some other platforms, but I honestly, like we were talking about before, I don't know that I have the time uh, yeah. to do something well. I mean, I feel like anybody can do a bunch of stuff, but to right. do it well, I don't. I right, don't right. Because you want to just give it, you want to give it your 100%. I do. And even yeah. now, I feel like I, even with my 100%, I don't feel like I'm doing it the best that I could be doing it. I, I'm striving to be more efficient every day and more effective um, in what I'm doing. And I'm learning. I mean, I guess that's a really good thing. I am every day I'm learning different techniques and um, ways of posting and getting a better schedule down, time management, you know, as far as my postings. Um so that's all good. I just want to continue, like you said, constant <laughs> on that track. It's so much work. Yeah. So work. Victoria, could you please tell my audience where they can find you and follow you? Plug in everything, sweetheart. Okay. So my Twitter, which is probably where most people have seen me, um, is at VictoriaVale00. Then my OnlyFans is um, just OnlyFans backslash VictoriaVale. My Instagram is at Victoria Vale XO. So, um, and oh, Sex Panther. I, I think I'm just Victoria Vale at Sex Panther. I don't know if there's a actual mm-hmm. address or something. Yeah, they Panther. could find you find that way. Yeah. And my name is Marcella Alonzo. You can find me at IG, Facebook, and YouTube, Marcella Sobella. Um, if you would like to see this site, um, see this episode with Victoria, you can go to Marcella Sobella and subscribe to my Patreon. Also, my OnlyFans link is on at MarcellaSobella.com. Thank you so much for coming Thank you so on. Much, You're amazing. Phenomenal. Thank you for coming Thank you on. So much. If you're like me, you want to get your business ahead, but there are certain skills you need, but you just don't have. If this sounds like you, then you need to head over to Fiverr. They have a whole array of professionals that can help you in different areas, from design to writing, marketing, and more. They have you covered. I seriously can't tell you how much Fiverr.com has helped me along with this podcast. Um, I've used them so much for this podcast. It's been unreal. They make my flyers. They go ahead and um, I hired this guy to help me upload the each episode and in the beginning in order for me to be all over the place it was I was totally going to Fiverr it was I seriously just it's I've gotten so much from my business through them so please 
Use my link, which you can find in the description of this episode, or you can go to MarcellaAlonzo.com and book there through Fiverr today. You'll be glad you did.